Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. The world's most beloved sci-fi franchise is owned and operated by an evil corporation, and its troubled sequel trilogy finally comes to a decisive finale in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Does anyone have any balanced film criticism to offer a Star Wars movie anymore, or is it all a shouting match between nerds and their detractors? The definitive review lies ahead. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Terminator Genesis, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens. Four years ago, back in episode 33 of You Hate Movies, and you know, for your fr- frame of reference here, we're well past the 100th episode at this point. 155 episodes, or more than that, by the time that you listen to this one. Oh so back, gosh. way back in episode 33, when we had... Uh, prior to triple digits, way prior, November of 2015, we set out to do an episode on every single Star Wars movie so that we could do a proper episode on the upcoming release of Episode 7, The Force Awakens, which was Episode 39 on December 20th of 2015. Mm. Four years ago. And since then, we've done an episode on every subsequent Star Wars movie. We did an episode of Rogue One, and we did one on Last Jedi, and we did one on Solo. But now, we've arrived at... It doesn't feel as much like it did then. When Force Awakens came out, it, was, it felt very much like kind of a shared cultural thing that was happening where everyone was talking about it. There was a lot of enthusiasm in the mm-hmm. air and all that. But now here we have arrived, finally... At the conclusion of the sequel trilogy <laughs> that has been cranked out by the newly purchased uh, Star Wars franchise via Disney. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is owned by an evil corporation. And perhaps the whole saga? Perhaps this part of the whole yeah. saga, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. And uh, we all went to see Star Wars... Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. But to be fair, they're getting away from using the episode moniker in the actual functioning title. It mostly just shows up as a technicality. Uh But we all went and saw it. Patrick's here. You saw The Rise of Skywalker. I did. I saw it. Yo, Patrick. Tyler, you're on the show. I saw it. You actually just saw it just prior to this recording. Two hours ago. Fresh in your mind. Came from the theater to You Hate Movies Studios. In Portland, to, Oregon. To give you my thoughts. And so, forgive me, backtrack to Patrick for just a second. Patrick, remind every listener, if they can't remember all the way back to earlier episodes, what is your Star Wars status as a fan, non-fan, enthusiast, less uh, so? Um, I am a Star Wars fan. I think a a solid fan, not an enthusiast. but uh, Or a fanatic. Or a fanatic. But I enjoy them all. I look forward to them very much and rewatch them. And I like the, the nerdy culture that goes with it. And keep up with all the little facts. But not to the extent of like a Liam would. Hey, okay. wait a minute. You don't have a, a tattoo on your arm with Star Wars hieroglyphics? No, I do not. Um, no quotes yet. from the movie? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Don't put it. I won't put it past myself. Mm. But you, s- you still have some... Real estate available. There's, there's somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere on inner the thigh. Yeah. Deep thigh. <laughs> Get something tattooed on there. Never tell me the odds. Mm-hmm. Prove it, Tyler. What is your Star Wars status? I like Star Wars. 
<laughs> it's good status. I like Star Man, Wars. This guy's I've seen Star Wars. I like Star Wars. <laughs> I uh, did not. I did not grow up with with a fond, nostalgic appreciation for the original trilogy. It was just kind of something I eventually watched someday. Um, but I think they're fun. I had fun when the uh, the prequels came out and they were terrible, but it was fun. I like these ones a lot more. The sequel the, trilogy. As yeah. opposed to the prequel trilogy. <clears throat> yes, our current um, trilogy, including our current series, including Rogue One, I think are, are very impressive films. Post-Disney Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And then also on the show we have Liam Bongiorno. And Liam, uh, you also saw Rise of Skywalker. Remind everyone your feelings about Star Wars as a sci-fi space opera. You know, it... For me, it begins and ends with Star Wars. Wow. You know, the... Uh, well, with... This might I mean, be it for you. <laughs> you know, I am I had a good run. <laughs> let's make the most of this podcast, guys. You know, let's... Uh, no, but yeah, having grown up with, uh, you know, seeing it in theaters as best I could, anticipate, even, even without going to watch them, or maybe they're too scary. I mean, there was still just the lore, and that was just what captivated an imagination of, of this chap as a child. Um, just talking about it, like what characters could be, what they're capable of doing, um, was yeah a big focus of mine. And it, it's fun to nitpick, you know, the universe and see what the Disney storytellers have kind of evolved. And you know, this is what we can do with the Force, and this is what we can do with this universe. And it's it's interesting mm-hmm. and controversial. You're yes. a big, big fan of Star Wars. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. So yeah, at this point, each each set of films has uh, shaped and furthered the mythology of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's inevitable. Absolutely. Yeah. To tell more stories, you gotta somehow dig dig more into the. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Uh, add add to the canon what is and is not capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of these characters, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh. I'm here. Uh, I like Star Wars a lot. I watched Star Wars movies when I was a kid, but did not uh, get into them in the fanatic sense. Uh, there were other things that we liked more, but they were just part like they they were just always on. We knew them all, and we had st- it was one of those strange things where I didn't know anyone that didn't watch and like Star Wars, even if not everyone was hyper uh, obsessive about it. We had mm-hmm. Star Wars toys and Star Wars T-shirts, but. We cared more about Indiana Jones, or we cared more about yeah. Ghostbusters, or something. But of course, we have Star Wars toys in our house, and who doesn't? You know, yeah. it's one of those kind of things. Um, I appreciated them a lot more as an adult. I revisited the original trilogy. I think when I was first starting to get more into movies more seriously, and was hearing some like I, I guess cinephile talk about Star Wars a lot, and being like, oh, people really, really care. I thought it was just nerd. It's not just a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not it's just like a sci-fi nerd cinema. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like as as works of cinema, people are really into Star Wars. So I revisited the original trilogy. Um, it was a long time ago now, but as an adult, and was like, whoa, man, these, uh, th- I kind of rediscovered them, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like them enough that one of the movies is in my top ten of all time as a movie. But I think I like them more. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back is in my top ten. Sure. I like them as movies a whole lot. And I enjoy the extra stuff just fine. But for me, the whole thing is like, uh, I like them as movies. I don't necessarily need to hear about anything else. 
and that's fine with you're me. You're not reading sure. the the books or watching the the books, the comics. Mm. The well, to be totally fair, I did read one Star Wars novel. I mean, like I'll dip into it and I watched. Uh, some of that first cartoon they did, the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. Not the first Clone Wars, but the CG Clone Wars. So the, so you're talking about the CG ones, not the... Okay, yeah. Not the uh, Samurai Jack guy. Okay. Um, yeah. And I liked some of that fine. But like that to me, it's like I read that book and I barely remember it. I was just curious. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, have you read the new Star Wars comic? Like if someone hands me one, I'd sure, I'd give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that said, it sounds like everyone at least likes Star Wars. Sure. This is yeah, it's Star fun. Wars. Fans. Yeah, it's good time. Sounds like there's a nice balance of people who just like them as movies and people yep. who like them a, a lot more than that. It's too bad Matt isn't here because he's really he's really lost his enthusiasm for Star Wars. I know, and I'm going to mm-hmm. speak on his behalf a couple of times because I've got some funny anecdotes having yeah. sat next to him in the theater. Right. Yeah. Oh, so he saw it with you? Yeah. Yep. For, the, for the last number of years, Matt's just been, you know, very... He's soured. Boy, there's bloody rubbish. <laughs> That, was, that turned into... Bollocks. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because anyone who's listened to this episode more than once over the last year has likely heard Matt Hughes say something disparaging about Star Wars and specifically swear that he is not going to go see this movie. And right. then let me tell you how fast when I sent a text to a group thread saying, hey, the tickets are on sale. I got one. Does yep. it, here's my here's my seat if anyone wants to get tickets with me. Matt was like, got mine. Like yeah. that. He didn't even <laughs> explain that, like, never mind, I changed my mind. Right. This guy. He got it before I did, and I was trying to get mine. And we, <laughs> we all kept saying, you know when the movie comes out, you're going to get a ticket and go see it with us. He's like, no, I won't. I won't do it. I would dishonor the queen. You know? Yeah, but he the did queen. It. So, isn't, uh, isn't Daisy Ridley English? And very and Finn, isn't he? Yeah, yeah they're both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Boyega. Yeah, they carry on famously. What's he, the deal? He he or they decided that Finn would have an American accent as opposed to an English one. This is weird. Yeah, um, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Let's just. There's a lot to unpack. What is your uh, fresh and brief overall take on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really great. I really liked it, but I didn't love it. You know, as okay. when I when I watch the movie as a movie itself, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, really fun, really awesome scenes throughout, and the ending was was fine. But when it's put in the place of the ending of the saga, or the even the ending of a trilogy or anything, it doesn't live up to what I think it could have. So mm-hmm. for me. I w- left a little like, oh, that could have been a little cooler, but still thumbs up. There's so much coolness you didn't expect to be in there. Like, oh, that's an interesting Yeah, point. after the travesty of the one before this, it was great. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go, yeah, go, so go back on that. Give give us a real quick your take on the other two in the trilogy. Yeah. Force Awakens, I thought was awesome. They only hold up, and we talked about this on the podcast, like I really loved it, but I hated that it was a, a rehash of A New Hope just mm-hmm. completely but then we were saying but now they got the foundation to do something awesome with these characters and this new environment this new story mm-hmm. and then part two came out and everybody was kind of like well what's up liam probably was hey that was a miss liam liked last jedi yeah mm-hmm. liam liked last jedi. liam liked it uh so then i was not enthused at all but then when they started making the third one i i got a new hope to, ah, to, to, to yeah. 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 keep going that's good 
So then I went and watched it, and I thought it was really good. It's not as good as Force Awakens, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. it was a good star. It was a good Star Wars movie, which is not a bad thing to have. Tyler, did cool. you think you saw a good Star Wars movie or a bad Star Wars movie? I saw a good Star Wars movie, and I was grateful for it. I uh, I really like Force Awakens. I think it was really a solid Star Wars film. I don't know why people hate it for being too Star Wars. It's like, what do you want from it? You know. <laughs> Star Wars. They made a great sure. Star Wars film. Last Jedi was insulting because they are basically they're basically saying, "Oh, you idiots thought all those things that we said were important from Force Awakens. Well, you're stupid. They're not important." How about that? And we're undoing all of it, you idiots. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you were paying attention to any of that. Idiots. <laughs> right. You all a bunch of idiots. We have you such care? a big brain. You care? Last idiots. Jedi, Last Jedi uh is not great. Um <laughs> Except for like maybe the last third. The last this act. I thought was really, really good. I, I loved it. Great. I think that this film was so good. And this is probably. So your favorite of, of the new trilogy. Uh, yes. All right. You heard it here. Yes. You say that like easily or is it kind of iffy? It's iffy, but it's, I like it more than Force Awakens. I find it a very satisfying conclusion to this most recent series. Um, trilogy if we're excluding Rogue One which I really love Um, but I I say that The Rise of Skywalker was so good and this is probably a lot to uh, J.J. Abrams and the writing team Colin Trevorrow and whoever those other guys were Uh, this film was so good that it actually makes Last Jedi better like it did the work it needed to to make up Hmm. for the lousy uh, shifts in story that Last Jedi chose. Yeah. Well, that speaks a lot to. I mean, uh, you know, I mentioned that you mentioned that I like Last Jedi, and I did. But over the last two years, it, I did, I did sour on it. I was like, wait a minute, no, no, no. And Full I just sour or slight sour? I was souring. I was in You're the process of souring. Kind of like a sour patch. And it, you know, yeah, a little sour. I, no, a little I like sour patch kids. Though. No, we're They're going sour just and like, sweet. Yeah, no, this is like a milk going sour. Oh, no, no, he's curdled on it. It's not pleasant. No, it's not pleasant. Sour Patch Kids is good. Do you know what made that happen? Were you like just thinking about it or did you watch it some more? uh, I think just seeing it again later, like a year later and so forth. And I was just like, you know what? When I was a kid, I like Empire Strikes Back was my least favorite one. It was also the one that was the darkest. Such a contrarian. Right? I was like, I don't like this, but now it's my favorite. And I was think, and the reason why Empire Strikes Back got even better was because of the Return of the Jedi. It started like putting things together, like, oh, that's why all this happened. Oh, that's why he had to get you know put in carbonite and all this stuff. Yeah. So my my hope, but I like to think that the original trilogy knew what they were doing a little more than I, this trilogy. I think they absolutely did because they've got a puppet master storyteller in Lucas wanting to tell a full story. That's why it right. worked. And that's this why was a, this was a committee story for sure. Yeah. Well, that's why like the Marvel universe works with Feige at the helm. Cause he's in control of everything and he's, he's got like carte blanche and it, it's working. This trilogy, like Kathleen Kennedy m- might be the Kevin Feige person. She in doesn't it, seem like she knows what she's doing. Like, I mean, and, she's like, definitely she's been that doing person film for, 35 years. Uh, I feel like if anybody's had the biggest consistent influence, it's got to be J.J. Abrams. Right. And at that, so, but even at that, you take that with The Last Jedi, like, which he doesn't seem like he has much influence on. He tore everything that J.J. had done with The Force Awakens. Right. And I was just like... Ryan undid everything that J.J. did. He really did. It's like, dude, he's got a lot of... Unless he... 
if he knew, fantastic. But upon watching Rise of Skywalker, he's just picking up those scraps JJ's and trying to finish it. JJ's trying to rebuild you what know? he started. He yeah. He's totally like the did. guys at the end of Cool Running with this movie. Sure. He's picking up the bobsled and like carrying, carrying it. it past yeah, it's work. broken. It fell apart. Yeah. And we're going to finish this freaking thing if we because have to we pick have it to. up yeah. and yeah. carry it over the finish yeah. line. And I think, I mean, to his credit, like he didn't have a lot to work with, but he did a really good job with it. He did and a really I, good I, job. I tip my hat to JJ for doing that. He, he had a lot to do with it. Those riders worked so hard to rebuild what they started with, mm-hmm. with Force Awakens. I was impressed. But I also felt bad for them. They were they were jumping through some major hoops to try and get some of these things back together. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did it pretty effortlessly. And mm-hmm. then Liam, what's your what's your short review on? It? Did you like it or not like it? You know, uh, again for for a guy who's you know trying to pick up the scraps and just reassemble what was undone in Last Jedi, I give it credit. And I also acknowledge that if you want a Star Wars movie, this. There is so much Star Wars in the Star Wars movie. Like it's just like it's a little whoa. bit like Tyler saying, like, uh, like uh, some of the reviews that the divisive reviews are on. It's like it's too much. It's basically they're complaining that it's too Star Warsy. Yeah, it's well, like why are you mad at a Star Wars movie for being yeah. Star Wars? Exactly. But here's the thing: like you just watch it and you're just like, wow, the Millennium Falcon is doing like hyper, like skipping light speeds and stuff, and whereas. And there was another movie where it couldn't even get into hyperspeed. And mm-hmm. they're just going... And in this movie, they're basically... There's so many lightsaber fights because they can have lightsaber fights basically anywhere with this face force FaceTime cap- that they're capable of doing. It's like, <laughs> may as well be talking with lightsabers now. Force FaceTime. You know? And it's just like, man, this is... I mean, there was a time, too, like in Star Wars, it was like a treasure to finally see the lightsabers come out, let alone be brandished against each yeah, other and this pre- one it's like oh there you are but the prequels it was obscene how much lightsaber there was mm-hmm. yeah this is a, i think is a, a, a fair at least it's in this ones. one you There's can see the yeah. two and you want to see them yeah mm-hmm. right. but they look they're beautifully choreographed yeah i mean we'll get into it but that ocean fight was stunning <laughs> absolutely <laughs> breathtaking yeah Loved so that. you liked it overall yeah overall i liked it and i was like i definitely after the first viewing i was like all right, I gotta, I gotta mull this over. Was, was this a bit much? Hang on, I gotta let go of the, of my seat here and sleep, sleep on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up. I recommend it. I also give it a thumbs up. You know, it's what it's actually for me, a really strange kind of experience because I understand what Patrick's saying. I don't know if I'd go as far as him to say like that. I liked it, didn't love it, could have been better. But I also understand why he's saying those things and can agree to them maybe with with a little less uh, enthusiasm to agree on the the bad thing there's certainly a lot to nitpick the it was one of those things where you can acknowledge in the runtime of the movie that the movie feels overstuffed it feels a little rushed mm-hmm. uh it, there's a couple moments yeah yeah it feels pa- when major characters like, are just gone yeah it's relentlessly mm-hmm. paced and because of Oh right, the mate, the from the the original trilogy. Those characters. Mm-hmm. Is that you're talking about? Well, no. Like which major characters? Like General are General Hux. When Hux just like got blasted and he was gone. I was like, well, that's the end of him. Yeah, and I was like, you're oh, the spy. Very Sweet dreams. Un unsatisfying because mm-hmm. he was such a important character, and mm-hmm. even in this movie was so funny. The like, mo- the movie just doesn't really take any time to breathe. 
right. which for some of it is a good thing, some of it is a bad thing. It's not necessarily a yeah. bad thing for this movie, but it might be the only Star Wars movie that doesn't take time to breathe. I Most, think it, it gives sure. it gives the main characters space for that, but everyone on the fringe, no. Yeah, yeah because it's in a real big hurry to resolve arcs and to make sense out of a mess that's been made and to like yeah. make its own plot make sense. So they have to explain this thing and this thing and get these people to this place. Whereas, you know, even a movie like uh, Last Jedi, which uh, I I did not like, I I loved Force Awakens. While I can acknowledge that it's a bit uninventive in that it not only is very Star Wars, but it retreads almost the exact same uh, thing. But I did not feel like that when I was watching it. I felt mm-hmm. like this is a blast, and you know, you kind of snicker when it's like, "Well, they're going to go blow up the Death Star again." This mm-hmm. is seeing that a couple times, mm-hmm. and they say in the movie, "Well, we know how to do this." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. it's a blast. It was really fun. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Thumbs way up. Um, Last Jedi, I was so uh, disappointed, and then really try like Liam. I was trying to like it i thought like i must have missed something so yeah. I, I bought it and i watched it like three more times and every time i'd watch it because everyone's had that experience right where you watch sure. something the first time you're like that sucked and then somehow you come back to it and you're like what was i thinking uh, now i get it right usually it's because your expectation is for one thing and you get another and yeah and you're thrown you, off you can't mm-hmm. enjoy it yeah you change your expectation and you can enjoy it the next mm-hmm. time yeah but even on second viewing last year. No, it got worse for me. Yeah. It got worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of people like the, it feels like it's such a strange and stupid politicized conversation about the last Jedi for some reason. And a lot of people want to do the whole like, Oh, it's toxic fandom and people who don't like it only don't like it. Cause they're nerds and they're obsessed with this and they want it to be a, so it's like, I don't feel like that at all. I just no. like, it was bored. It was boring mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It was kind of silly. And it, like Tyler said, I felt like, not an obsessive Star Wars fan, just as someone who was watching the previous movie mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm going in this movie to be told that the last one didn't matter. It's almost like mm-hmm. the same effect as, here's a spoiler, Patrick, sorry, for uh, watching Terminator, one of these later Terminator sequels like Genesis or something, and the, when they're going, no, nah, we changed the timeline, the other movies don't matter anymore. And you're like, that feels Wait a stupid. Minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what am I putting my faith and like right. reverence to? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just for the, just the like a w- one clear example is how much time we spent watching Ray hold out that lightsaber for Luke at the end of Force Awakens. It's the finale. It's the and then yeah, and speculating get, over it for right. so long. And then we mm-hmm. get to that moment again in Last Jedi, and he just throws it over. Now his it's shoulder a punchline. <laughs> and they play some Buster Keaton old music. <laughs> Whatever you know, it's just it's Buster stupid. Keaton was silent. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. They, and they, it's, they it's played funny. music over it though. The people. Yeah, what's weird <laughs> is that I've read. I've been reading a lot of the big critics' top ten of the decade lists that are being published already. And I've seen Last Jedi on a lot of top ten of the decade lists, which is a bit surprising. But it seems like everything that they're saying, they're they're like it did something different. It didn't care about these nerds and it just, he did his own thing. You're like, well, sure, he did his own thing, but that's not in and of itself. Yeah, and total disregard to the film before it. Good. Yeah, it's like, and it's inherently good. Just, I think people just like it because it's, they feel like Ryan Johnson came in and flipped off nerds and was like, screw you, I'm going to make a good movie. You know what I mean? So people like to side with it. Like it's, it's the one that makes the Star Wars nerds mad. Yeah. Uh, 
So this movie has to do a lot of work with that. You really feel for J.J. Abrams. It's just like, man, this man had his work cut out for him. Mm-hmm. and He did it well. Disney seems yeah. like they have made such an absolute mess of this thing by all the stories from behind the scenes about, mm-hmm. oh, they Different hired these guys and mm-hmm. fired them. They hired Colin Trevorrow, and he quit because he was fighting with Kathleen Kennedy, and he wrote a draft of the screenplay that allegedly uh, he wanted to use. He was like working on a screenplay before he saw Last Jedi, and he had developed these things based on what he thought the premise was going to be. And they were like, no, he decided to kill Snoke. He decided to do all the. And he's like, well, then what the heck right, are we doing? Right. Sure. And all this ha- sure. is happening at the same time. Not that this matters with this movie, but with the solo movie. The director. That's falling apart behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Fired, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, do they know anything that's going and on? Who's, who's running the show? Where's this? We, right. They need the spiky Johnson. character to just be like. They're, hey. And they're making such an embarrassing mess of the whole thing, being like, we announced a Boba Fett movie, we announced an Obi Wan movie, and yeah. then oh, never mind, we're not going to make them anymore. The Game of like, Thrones guys are going to do a trilogy. Exactly. Y'all sit down yeah. and go figure out Star Wars. And then come back. Mm-hmm. Seems like this a pretty important, important property. <laughs> you, have, you got this golden goose, yeah. and Solo proved there was a chink in that uh, in that armor. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels a little bit like you're like, man. I would say, well, what, what does anyone know? It must be the hardest thing in the world to, ba- to juggle one of these franchises. But like Liam said, Kevin Feige has managed to make it's twenty true. plus movies, at th- or be at the helm of twenty plus movies. That are all consistently good or great, if mm-hmm. not just okay. But very few are even that low. Most of right. them are yeah. good or great. But you, even if even if a mediocre Marvel movie comes out, we're not sitting um, criticizing the storyline, just the quality of the film yeah, or the interesting sure. aspects of it. Yep, we're, we'll still say sure that that's still on the level of of brand, you know, right. integrity. And for anytime Marvel. the big tentpole ones come out. Mm-hmm. They live up to yeah. the hype, you know. Yeah, but yeah, well now we're at a point where there are more bad or mediocre Star Wars movies than there are excellent Star yeah. Wars movies. Uh-huh. Well, let me let me say this about the about my feelings toward Last Jedi now is that the trauma I, I endured. I think we all endured. Sure. With the Last Jedi, um, has been healed, in my opinion, by. The Rise of Skywalker. So it's been remedied. There's been he salvation. Did, he, did, he did a lot of work to redeem uh, Last Jedi, in my opinion. And a lot of my anger and frustration toward Last Jedi came from the shift in storylines that um, Force Awakens had created. Mm-hmm. But now that the Rise of Skywalker has, in my opinion, so re reestablished those storylines so well, I can forgive... And even enjoy mm-hmm. the the downward turn that Last Jedi is because most the second films and most trilogies are the darker timelines, the darker mm-hmm. storylines. Mm-hmm. But this is darker for you as the audience because you have to sit through it. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so in my in my opinion, at this point, having seen the Rise of Skywalker as a satisfying end to these to this storyline, I I can sit and enjoy Last Jedi again, except. For the casino planet, that still has and Benicio del Toro. Absolutely, all that that whole that whole yeah subplot with the casino and Benicio del Toro. All that. Yeah. If you take that out of Last Jedi, you wouldn't know. Everything else, I think, is great now because of how J.J. Abrams redeemed it. Because yeah, he gave he even. It felt like you know Mark Hamill made no uh, 
secrets or about the fact that he doesn't like Last Jedi at all, and uh-huh. even while they were filming, openly it. says <laughs> like, oh, "There's a feature-length documentary on the Last Jedi Blu-ray called The Jedi and the Director, or something like that." It's fascinating. It's better what? than really? the movie itself. Yeah, really. It's Wait, really this is on the Blu-ray? Like yeah, special yeah. feature. Really? Yeah, it's great. It's like full huh. documentary about the making of it, and Mark Hamill is just all through it, going, "I hate this." I totally disagree with every single thing that he's done. Yeah. I disavow it. He uses that language, <laughs> really? like on the set in his interviews. Right. Like, like you need that said, my job is to help him see his yeah, exactly. Vision. Then he'll say that I'm a <laughs> professional. I'm here to like yeah. work. You know, like I'm going to honor his vision. He's a resource, yeah. but yeah. we all want Mark Hamill's endorsement. Yeah, well, you'd want we, yeah, the guy who's been playing the. He he probably knows a few things about the character. Right. I'm not saying that he should have. You know, like he should be the director. He's obviously not the director for a reason. But you want to have some kind of... There's a scene in this documentary where Andy Serkis shows up to the set uh, and it's... <laughs> they're filming something else and he's flown in and you know he just shows up to say hi to people before he has to start shooting the next day. And Ryan Johnson takes him aside because no one's been given the script. It's under such you know like a tight secrecy. secrecy. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, listen, I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited to work with you. I want to tell you now before you see the script when you get to your hotel... That Snoke dies. Uh, <laughs> you can see Andy Serkis' face being like, "Oh, okay." Like he's like, "What?" You know, yeah. like it seems like that's going on all around this director while he's like, and then and then afterward, the actors are coming, you know, one by one. John Boyega was kind of like, "Yeah, if I'm honest, I don't think that Last Jedi was very good." And and Daisy Ridley is using language like, "I cried when I heard J.J. Abrams was coming back. I was so relieved," <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> seems like. A lot of people understood that the something about it wasn't quite. Yeah, imagine right. expected like yeah. the the cast. You know, there's like taking on the helm of these new characters mm-hmm. to live up to like the Mark Hamill's and the Carrie Fisher's, and then all of a sudden, Force Awakens they have this great start, mm-hmm. and then this one happened, and and it's making a crap ton of money, obviously, but it's like critically and the fans are hating it and they're like, Oh man, have we like met, missed our chance to have the same legacy because of this? Mm-hmm. I just hate that mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the thing now. I know. And then like this one is such a positive one. You just kind of like, well, I just mm-hmm. watched last Jedi today in preparation for, for <laughs> rise of Skywalker. Yeah. There's a lot of star Wars today. There's a lot of star Wars today. Dang. And coming out of, out of them so fresh, I on it honestly did appreciate my um, my experience ap- appreciation. <laughs> you appreciate the appreciation. Appreciated my appreciation. It increased my appreciation for Last Jedi, but so not until like after you saw Rise, right? Right, mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker made me. Appreciate it's redeeming. It, yeah. it redeems. It redeems it so well. Yeah. But well, here's the thing: that a lot of the stuff in Rise of Skywalker. Let, let's talk about a few of those. There's a there's some. There's no other way to do it. J.J. Abrams has several times said that he did not intentionally try to like flip off Flash Jedi, but it, you can't help but feel like there's some, like you know, as soon as we get Rose in Rise of Skywalker, they're like, okay, now you stay here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that we're poor gonna go woman d- got so much hate now. <laughs> she had to delete her social media. Yeah, yeah she chose to. Do, was, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was not people's favorite character. No. Yeah. She wasn't mine. Right. Mm-hmm. She was the Jar Jar of the, that movie for a lot of people. Ooh. Yeah. So but they they purposely they're like, yeah. you sit down, you stay here. Other things like, uh, you know, the the lightsaber bit with Luke's Force Ghost. 
when he catches it and says, this is really a disrespectful thing right. to do with a, and he said afterward, <laughs> which I thought it. made a lot of sense. He's like, it's a nice it's, nod. It's not a, he said it wasn't like tr- me trying to be rude to Ryan's movie. It was saying that like Luke had an arc, like he's right. not the same person that he was. Mm-hmm. Right. He's com- he's commenting on himself. Well, even not says he made movie. a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, that's including <laughs> himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that there are uh, a few moments where JJ rebuilds the storylines pretty effortlessly and a couple moments where he, all he could do was just to say, like he, he actually wrote the line for Luke to say, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to yeah. just say, yeah. oh, I, I was wrong <laughs> to undo what, everything he said in the last movie. Right. But that's kind of what uh, Ryan's whole thing was. His theme to last jedi was tearing down the past or destroying the past failure is our teacher and all yeah that. that's what let the that's past what die kylo, let the past die that's mm-hmm. what kylo ren kept going on about mm-hmm. he has kylo ren fuse his broken mask back together right. and put it on his freaking head right. let like, the past die so he's in that elevator smashing his helmet and then jj is like i don't know pick up the pieces it's like i made this awesome yeah. look for this dude <laughs> right and it yeah. was cool. put it back <laughs> on go get yeah. it. and it was great it was great yep. seeing him in that cool helmet. it was again. great yeah put the pieces mm-hmm. back together that's what he really did with the whole movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yes but do, but do you guys smashed yeah. it down it's all summoned yeah, by the so helmet again Luke. as a celebrator of the movie can uh-huh. can you agree that like it's it's one of those movies where like because abby was asking me afterwards she's like after last jedi she's like i don't care i don't want to see another one mm-hmm. that sucks so bad because she's just like a borderline uninterested but she's she likes a, to go see movies with friends a casual movie sure. exactly she's like i'm not gonna see it and i was like I think it would be very hard not to be entertained at, at the very least. It's a very entertaining movie from start to finish. It opens with a lot of spectacle. There's spectacle all through the movie. Mm-hmm. Some great set pieces, some amazing action sequences. Mm-hmm. Characters are all there. There's funny stuff, all that. It's very entertaining. So even though I was enjoying it, there was not really ever a time in the movie where I wasn't enjoying watching the movie, which mm-hmm. is very different than Last Jedi. Last Jedi, I was having like an internal like, wait a minute, it's not going to be good mm-hmm. while I was watching it. Right. Uh, but there were times where I was kind of like a little bit like, oh, man. Like when you, like the Huck scene is a great example. That's like, that's that. That's I wanted a little bit a more out of him. Yeah. Or it, didn't it, bother me. it felt like it was going so fast. Like it opens with this stunning, cho- stunningly choreographed sequence on apparently Mustafar where Kylo Ren is just greasing all these guys to get that wayfinder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, it looks amazing already. Oh, he's mm-hmm. he's off the planet now. Like It right. goes so it goes fast yeah. <laughs> that you're like, oh, man, I was kind of wanting a scene where, you know, a, a Dagobah sequence or to Last Jedi's credit, there's a lot of like slow dialogue and like, let's breathe for a second and then build up to the thing mm-hmm. again. But this movie has no time to do nope. any of that. Yeah, there's any time you feel like it's settling, it's just transitioning into the next big thing mm-hmm. because it, it has the big so things much were work all to good. Do. The big things were all good. Yeah, yeah. And I even liked the FaceTiming, the Force FaceTiming in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. They felt a little bit like, what are we doing in the last movie? Yeah. That fight scene between the two of them was cool as crap. Really cool. Right. Uh, yeah, JJ, in his room, in his uh, quarters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, JJ found ways yeah. to undo what Ryan did, but then also take some of the cool stuff he created. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. The, the I'll agree with the Tyler in that regard that uh, the Force FaceTime thing was super cool, and then it made the, the Last Jedi stuff not so lame. And in that mm-hmm. fight, right. I was actually chilling when he pulled a, a Freddy Krueger on her. 
Mm-hmm. And he grabbed the necklace and pulled it out of where she was right. at the sure. time. And say, now I know where you are. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, oh cool. In The Last Jedi, they hint that that's possible where he gets uh, splashed with ocean water yeah. mm-hmm. when he's standing on his ship. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that J.J. found ways to take that cool stuff and make it better. Build on that and make and redeem a lot of that stuff from Last Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. So that stuff was great. And then he even like the storyline with Snoke, we're all like, how can you kill the Supreme Leader? And then eventually he's just like, oh, Snoke was nobody. That's why he's dead. Because we have Palpatine. Was we, puppet master he was apparently growing Snoke in a jar. Yeah. So okay. well, I felt like he was like making Snoke's, right? I mean, yeah. He said, I picture. created yeah. Snoke. Yeah. So he's just doing See, all that's these, another like, one of those cloning. little things. It's like I a think retcon. He retconned a bunch of. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I liked. I bet he had a different plan for Snoke in the I'm beginning. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I really liked Snoke, and I, Andy Serkis is to me really amazing. Like his, mm-hmm. there's also a feature on the Last Jedi where you can watch the entire Snoke throne room sequence with Andy Serkis and mocap because mm-hmm. they're like he's so good mm-hmm. that we wanted to put his scene in there where you could just mm-hmm. watch him perform to see how much of it is just him. Like mm-hmm. it's not you know the CG. Uh, oh, so cool. to see that yeah. character at the very beginning, but I felt like what choice did JJ have other than to be like, oh, I guess he's grown him in a jar. He's dead. Yeah. That's, just that's a great like environmental storytelling though. You just see the quick flash of that. Right. And you're like, no oh, time to explain. Yeah. He was in a jar. No, he explained, yeah. but he how explained. did it? I created Snoke and there he is in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it. Well, that's, that's it. It wasn't just a Snoke in a jar. At There's least, a bunch of Snokes in that. Yeah. Jar. At least yeah. admit to this. The movie does a few big things big things off screen like bring back the emperor which yeah the dead speak that's how it opens you're like yeah. wait a minute huh a broadcast Are you serious yeah and then he's like oh he's just there and the, and the, the explanation makes sense it's consistent with the canon he's like he even quotes hey he references a line from the prequels when mm-hmm. he says he says the unnatural thing which yeah. is what you know palpatine tells Anakin. Anakin, when he's telling about Darth Plagueis or Darth Plagueis, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I, I was fo- I was tracking with it. It made sense within the context of the movie. It's like, right. oh, okay, you know, he said that people could stay Which, alive. Which, again, to J.J.'s credit, or the whole writing team, they didn't just redeem Last Jedi. They redeemed some bits from the prequels. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Sith is a word that only shows up in the prequels, not the original thing. And it's an important premise in this mm-hmm. entire movie. And it was cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but... That said, it all made sense. It wasn't like I was like, oh, it doesn't even make any sense. But you're just like, whoa, you brought back Palpatine before the movie started. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and no big like, uh, what is it? No, here he is. Yeah. No time. We got to like get we this. Are, oh, he's <laughs> here. Oh, he's just, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got bony fingers. Well, <laughs> they give that away in the first teaser trailer. I didn't Wait, see you that the laugh. Yeah. I didn't watch Did you hear the laughter? I didn't see yeah. that. I didn't see it. I saw a movie poster with him. Well, I could, here's the funny thing. Like during <laughs> during this yeah you know, this year where you see you like saw a him doing trailer. a tour circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there were a couple times. I mean, that, granted, I was stuck in the theater. I had to go no 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 no, plugging my ears, but I could hear. There's there's no mistake in that emperor laugh, and I could hear that. It's like, well, I guess the crypt keeper. You just know it's him. Yeah. No, I couldn't avoid that spoiler because even though I had it like blocked out and I wasn't watching trailers, I saw a headline that didn't say Star Wars, so it wasn't blocked by my spoiler blogger, and it just said, JJ comments on uh, Emperor's Return or Palpatine's Return. I was like, oh, well, what the heck? But it turns out not that much of a spoiler because right away. you know that before it, the movie starts. It's in the scroll. It's in the crawl. Yeah, the crawl. <laughs> says. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Easy enough. Did y'all notice that John Williams cameo? 
Yeah, he with was the bartender. My thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that. That was funny. Yeah. yeah Tyler, let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Here, like, I hear what you guys are saying, and I don't disagree with any of it. I uh, hope not. Because um, I, I did, like I said. Oh, man, this we're not arguing at all. It's a thumbs up. I like the movie a lot. But here's, um, and this is, I read a lot of reviews that said a similar thing of, like, it was a little too Star Warsy in the sense that it didn't try anything off of the beaten path that it always does. I thought, I thought it did. Well, well, here's why I don't think it did. Because if you compare it to something like, which is fair and unfair at the same time, I think, to like an end game, like the, the other finale to the big saga we just saw this year, they take the Marvel thing, which is a very repetitive story right every origin story is the same thing in the marvel universe sky beam a universe threat. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you kind of see where it's going but then in endgame they did some pretty off the beaten path things you know the, all the heroes died there was a five-year gap do you they, spend the whole first act of the movie just brooding people having mm-hmm. conversations and feeling sad and yeah and it ends up doing the thing fast. you think it would do but then you you like there's big consequences that you don't see coming it's yeah, a like very 20 something movies <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's fair but it's unfair at the same time but Star Wars has this big legacy with it as well they didn't do anything that was that crazy for a Star Wars movie kind of like when you say okay the Emperor's there so I'm guessing that the Luke character and the Darth Vader character are going to face off with him at the end Darth Vader character is going to have to sacrifice himself to save it's gonna the it's going to happen character. while there's a simultaneous space battle going on overhead yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty just standard. like Return of the that's Jedi that's pretty standard so right. I think the what they all they really can do with Star Wars is just push the stakes higher and higher every time when they did. I think or I'd could they try? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Last Jedi messed it up for us because that was the chance to go off the beaten path and create something new mm-hmm. for the big ending, yeah. which was sabotage this, for JJ. I read mm-hmm. a yeah, I read a quote that I don't disagree with, but I just don't. I also don't agree that it makes it a bad thing. This was a negative review that said. Something like, this is a movie that is so afraid of its fans. Uh, meaning that it's like trying to put it, what do you want to see? You want to see this? Here it is. You want to see this? Here it is. Um, yeah. But I also don't think that like, uh, I, you know, and pe- there's all this like uh, journalism about Star Wars into cinema, so lame. These are big corporation franchises, just, you know, the big th- theme park rides and crap like that. And you're like, well, the, these movies have always been built on spectacle and familiarity. And yeah. yeah, like it's yeah. That, that's all fine. Um, so I don't really have a problem with it. I think like y- you go to Star Wars to see familiar things and celebrate mm-hmm. them. But I think it's a bummer that Last Jedi ruined. Maybe I'm being too cruel and this is not how it went behind the scenes. But it seems a little bit to me like maybe there was pressure internally to be like, play it on the safe side. We need to mm-hmm. go out with a hit. We need everyone to like it. Now is not the time to take risks. So just give the people what they want. It's like give them the set that they want to hear. Play the greatest hits. Yeah, and I don't think they mm-hmm. could have done anything else with the situation they were in. I think that to tie it up the way they did is not only the safe bet, but maybe the only way to really do it without like more space to make more movies. Because uh, I feel like the um, dynamic between Ray and Kylo was a risk. That was off the beaten path. Yeah, they kissed. Ooh, it's almost hot. just like, <gasps> well, I guess they're not related. I guess it's okay. <laughs> soul, that whole soul bond thing was brand new. Yeah. There's no mention of that I'm not saying before. it was beat for beat, a complete retelling, obviously. But 
Sounds no, like I mean he, story all of a sudden. He finds, sounds like I totally persuaded you, and you're trying to. He finds ways <laughs> to do original things within the familiar format, <clears throat> but he still added to the mythology. He did. This. He oh, did. Yeah. When Ray did the the lightning bolts and shot that was down, cool. I was shocked. I was like, oh my! Because it's instantly, yeah. yeah. Wait, because uh, of the electricity? <laughs> the implications hit me like a bolt of lightning. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was a really good cool no, That's probably not good. Did yeah. you did you immediately mm-hmm. think Palpatine? That she was Palpatine's yeah. granddaughter. Because I knew from the scroll, he's the Emperor's in it. There's a reason the Emperor's in it. Well, I thought maybe she was just. I thought Palpatine just was reaching a level of power based on because the dark side gives you access to more power or whatever based on his anger. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that she was just accessing a deeper space via the light mm-hmm. and she wasn't related to Palpatine. Even well, it's interesting because Even though the, I did go, oh, those are Palpatine fingers. Yeah, those are like, yeah, the Sith The Sith lightning is a dark side trait. Not yeah. Any like video game nerd will tell you like Got it's it. a dark side quality. Right, because the video games are canon too. Mm, Some no, of them are not, yeah. but well, we we know enough. Is, we know the yeah. emperor does it. Right. He's the yeah. only one we've seen do it, and he's a bad guy. Uh, well, Darth Tyrannus did it, and not in the movies, not in the oh movies. Uh, yeah, he it's did just it in, uh, Attack of the Clones. What? Oh, oh, freaking uh, Count Dooku. Lee? Yeah. Oh, Count well, Dooku does do it, doesn't he? He does. Is do the it. worst one. So, that's yeah. why we try. But you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. We see, but again, we only see Sith people do that. Right. 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 Darth Tyrannus is his Sith name? Yeah. That's cool as crap. <laughs> Why are they calling him Count Dookie through the whole movie? Well, that's because the Sith just know him. So, like, Darth Sidious calls him Darth Ty- Lord Tyrannus. They have the He's coolest names. I would be a right? Sith so fast. Mm-hmm. Dark side. <laughs> Let me get some of that. Dark Lightning yeah. bolts. <laughs> Give me that. So, I, I thought that that whole storyline <laughs> with Rey and Kylo was a risk, and I thought it was great. The whole time that we're watching, even through the whole length of this franchise from the very beginning, they're talking about the struggle between light and dark. And we finally saw a character come from the dark side. Yeah. And it was very satisfying. They both, they to their credit, I mean, all the actors were fine, if not great to me. There was a few. Here's another Adam example. Adam Driver was fantastic. He was. The, the chemistry and tension between Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley is undeniable to me Even from yeah. the first movie on you're just yeah. like i want to know what's going on with them i want to know why they why they are the way they are and, and there that they some, finally found out they're not related they could kiss yeah. Yeah. yeah there was some really fantastic like classic feeling adventure that like some people would say is a little on the nose but it's the kind of thing that you want to hear like uh sure. i was really touched by uh, after the epic you know water fight on the felled was death Solo? star yeah, well, I, I, I wanted I had, up, man. I had I, I had the tears for the Han Solo sequence, mm-hmm. but before she leaves, she she finally answers his question that he asked earlier. She's like, "I did want to take your hand, Ben's hand." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's really good." After yeah, healing, that was him. good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It it really summarized the conflict between the two of them. His conflict that was resolved really beautifully at the end. Of that. And I really wasn't yeah. expecting to huh. see Harrison Ford. I wasn't walk either. Out all of a sudden, no, I didn't. They kept supposedly that, that was the last. That was minute a great thing secret. I heard. Or I supposedly it was supposed to be Leia out there, but before, but she had passed by that point. Carrie Fisher had passed, and so they had Harrison come on. And oh, his that. mom was going to appear. Well, yeah, she as, as like a force. She had just. She had just whispered down. in his ear. Yeah. Yeah, when, right before she, act, before Leia dies. Yeah, that, that, that was like another cool, another cool bit that JJ held on to was the force projection. Yeah. I thought she was going to do that too, but then the whisper. So did was Leia great. push Solo's ghost? 
Mm-hmm. I don't think no that well because he says you're just a, a memory. You're just a memory. He's like I'm your memory. And they there were some lines very familiar to them standing on that bridgeway. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. dad. Yeah, I know what I have to do, but you. I'm not strong enough to I do know. it. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that was so that good. Was really good. Really he called him dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah, instead and through the whole franchise he's been calling him Han Solo. Yeah. Even in Last Jedi, one of the only interesting scenes in the Snoke's hologram room where he's like uh he's like, I killed Han Solo and he's like, and the deed is nearly whatever he you know, he's criticized him, take that ridiculous mask off. Mm-hmm. Uh that felt like it paid off all yeah. that conflict between the two of them. Yeah. So uh, JJ used the the ghost projection thing well. It seems like Leia was just kind of using the force to finally persuade him, reach his heart, catch his attention. Mm-hmm. And then Leia. And they always do that thing. Somebody dies and they all go. (gasps) Right. But then also uh, his use of the soul bond thing too worked out really well in that same sequence where they have that connection. Their on screen like chemistry was was what carried. That was like the one thing that was that carried really well through all of the films. It was. Mm -hmm. And then there was uh, I thought there was two uh, Ben Solo. Now he's no longer Kylo Ren by the time he's repentant at the third act Mm -hmm. of the movie. There were two funny and moments. He had to fight his own knights. Yeah, he had great, to fight yeah. the Knights of Ren. Two funny moments, one that landed with me and one that I did a small eye roll on. The one I did an eye roll on is when he jumps down into that thing and goes, ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then uh, I did like when they did the Nightmare on Elm Street thing and she handed him a lightsaber. Right. And he, he kind of shrugged at them. Like, like, yeah, that was good. He's like, people, surprise, people. surprise. I'm surprised too, kind of, <laughs> but uh, no, this is getting real. Sorry, Knights. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah there are people in my theater applauding that moment. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool. Did we, uh, did we also like the, uh, when Ray is embracing the dark or fighting the dark side a little bit and she sees herself and we get the, you know, uh, oh. Uncle uh, or Bilbo Baggins like teeth snatch. Yeah. Like, ah. no, I didn't. I, I didn't that. like the teeth snatch. I would say that's yeah. the, probably the only. I I forgot all about it until you just said yeah. it, so it didn't ruin too much. I like the me. whole dark ray vision. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. No, it that looked like, like a Blumhouse PG-13. horror movie. Yeah, it's jump did, scare. It didn't need the, the sharp teeth, but the the vision was cool. Yeah. The vision was fine. I don't know why we went that far with yeah. it. Uh-huh. You know, I read something earlier. I haven't read a lot of the after the fact. Uh, you know, this meant this. And did you see this Easter egg? There's still, I haven't almost seen any of it. But I did read this really weird and interesting thing. I wanted to hear what you guys think that J.J. Um, Abrams specifically commented on what it was that uh, Finn wanted to tell Ray and didn't. Presumably, oh, yeah. in the context of the well, movie, you think it's going to be one of those like Mr. Smithers and Mr. Burns, like I loved you I this whole time. You, yeah. But in the Last Jedi, that seems to have been resolved to a certain degree, and now he likes Rose. But now Rose has been sidelined in this movie, so maybe J.J. Uh, Abrams is trying to res- uh, resurrect that romantic tension that was uh-huh. between them in the first movie. And they also got rid of it because if you pay attention to the end of the last Jedi when and when Ray and Poe meet for the first time they're kind of smiling at each other weird yeah and you're like oh is this a yeah. thing now and they were like wait what and they opened this film arguing with each other uh-huh. well apparently there sure. was something definitively that he was going to say JJ says and it wasn't that oh he was going to tell her that he is force sensitive oh yeah and the oh, wait that's what uh, Finn was going to say mm-hmm. and they they tried to what imply it in the movie when uh there's like a the they're all feeling the death wave go out and it shows Finn on the ship go like oh yeah 
Yeah, he eventually hmm. he eventually just comes right out. Mm-hmm. He, he just he comes out as force sensitive. Yeah, he's like I felt it. Yeah, and then yeah. he's telling he's there's little like hints of it. He's telling other people like he thinks it's the force that brought people together. Right. I mm-hmm. thought that uh, that character that seems like she's meant to replace Rose, the horse riding lady that r- was a stormtrooper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she was a cool. That was a cool addition too. I yeah, thought yeah. she was a rushed thing. It was. We didn't the have a second to get to know her at we, all. Yeah. Yeah. That there were more stormtroopers who have quit. Yeah. To be good guys, I think right. is a cool idea. But it was it's a cool it idea. Was it was rushed. They could have too much. They could have. They could have. Yeah, they could have done more with that. But uh, I thought it was a cool idea. I didn't. It was mind a cool it. idea. She yeah. seemed interesting. It's just that, uh, as if it was like, oh, they're introducing this just for the premise. That's fine. But then she's in the third act, and it seems like the movie is wanting us to be like, now this character you love is doing this, and I'm like, wait, I don't even know who she is yet. Right. Can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit more mm-hmm. about? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think that yeah. they they probably. In my mind, that that scene plays out kind of like how I imagine they write John Wick movies, <laughs> where they're like, "Wouldn't it be cool if there was a sword fight on motorcycles?" Mm-hmm. And I think it was. somebody, I think Let's somebody put horses said, on a spaceship. Somebody said, "How do we get horses <laughs> on a spaceship?" And they said, "Well, let's okay, we'll write some people in." Right. That looked yeah, cool. It. It, it did look cool. It was neat. The visual effects were all predictably amazing looking. Everything looks great. That's been no, consistent. I, 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 in I don't every agree movie. with that. It was it was above and beyond mm-hmm. to me. What I Thought would be that like we were talking what about we're that capable water of fight. Oh, okay, I thought you were about to shame him. Like, no, no, I was just blown away by Amazing. how cool so, that was. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks out of the water with the red light, every movie like, has consistently so cool. been visually stunning. This one is uh, is above and beyond. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's I thought breathtaking that, at times. Uh, it was so cool. Looking. Last Jedi. Another thing to its uh, discredit to me is that aside from the third act, to me it feels like the first two acts of the movie have no visual style. Yeah, when Force Awakens felt like it was doing a lot to have a visual language, and then Last Jedi comes along. I don't know if it's because it's hard to film on that island or what, but it feels like uh, are you not going to try to make it look like a thing? And then all of a sudden, when they get off of the island and there's that weird sandy planet with the red and everything, mm-hmm. and the when salt, they have the big the fight salt. in Snoke's chamber and all that, now all of a sudden it's got tons of visual style, and you're like, yeah. well, where was this the mm-hmm. first hour of the movie? Right. This movie felt like, you know, those the art of movie books. Mm-hmm. It felt like that on the screen, yeah. which was great. I love that. I love that like, it had yeah, a, absolutely. every single set piece felt so nice. very specifically designed to look amazing. Yeah, yeah. and the, they didn't even... They didn't even feel particularly stereotypical J.J. Abrams. I, I feel like he had a style that he was known for, a lot of lens flares. Yep, there were some lens flares. From his there. previous films, and you saw a little bit of that in Force Awakens, but I feel like Force Awakens was him like growing into something bigger and better and more professional and, and intentional. Uh, and I feel like this was even just another step up for him it's amazing. Yeah, it looked in amazing. filmmaking. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I agree with that completely. Let me ask you yeah. this, Liam. Uh, sidebar with a, a nerd frequently asked question here. Yeah. Uh, the lightsabers, right? Yes. They work by some uh, little stones. Crystals. Yep. Crystals. Kyber, Kyber stone, right? right? Kyber if crystals. you are not force sensitive, can you turn that thing on? Yes. Okay. Well, he what? softened. Oh, he, oh, he That's what I'm saying. I haven't sensitive. seen anybody who isn't force sensitive use one. And I wonder, like, what, because I was, you know, like, what color would their lightsaber be? Well, that, I mean, that's the interesting thing, right? I mean, you think originally Jedi's were strictly green or blue. Like, that was right. it. 
But then for some reason, Sam Jackson said, can I be purple so I can be seen in a battle scene? And George is like, George Lucas says, okay, you can be purple. So it's kind of off puts that whole whole bit. <laughs> Sith are exclusive. It's like, well, okay. Now in this one, right, Rise of Skywalker, Ray's got a yellow one. She's the first one to have a yellow one. So what is the rhyme or reason to a Jedi's color scheme of their lightsaber? I mean, at this point, we're kind of throwing the, the blue and green out the window. Um, although Sith are still consistently red or dark side are consistently red. So, so at this point, I mean, with my limited authority, like I'd like to say there, you have to be blue or, or green. It's just interesting, right? Because Uh obviously the yellow one was meant to say something because Mm -hmm. of her, her arc where she was at now. She has a different color lightsaber. Mm -hmm. She has her very own now. She has her very own. I thought it was just, that was it. She's a whole new thing. She's like doing her own thing now. She has her own name. Even though she's carrying on the traditional legacy, she knows who she is. She made her own lightsaber. Because until now, she's only ever carried around someone else's lightsaber. And I mean, Han Solo wields the lightsaber too in Empire Strikes Back when he cuts open the Tauntaun. If we're we're going to say he's not. I thought that the, the dark side did something where it corrupted them and that's why it was red. Not necessarily. I think... This is this is just in the theory. It looks now. cool with the black. Yeah. Yeah. Cool in the black. in the canon for um, for Clone Wars, um, they they kind of go into the planet where those kyber crystals are are mined and so forth, where a Jedi has to go to make construct their lightsaber. And I like there's there's something you said for um, you know the Jedi going there and getting their I don't know was it blue and green crystals, but. As far as Sith, is there another land where they go to get the red ones? And it's hard to say. I don't know. Well, don't they? Good question. You're talking about Rogue One, where they get all the crystals. They do that in Rogue One. Too. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah, they go to the temple where they. Oh yeah. And they yeah, bomb yeah. it. They right? mind the yeah. crystals. Right. And they comment yeah. on how it's yeah. like this ancient Jedi yeah. thing. The way they yeah. yeah. How do we uh, How do we feel about Rey's storyline from Force Awakens to now? It's interesting that. Uh, from what I know, J.J., though he obviously didn't write a full trilogy treatment, he said that when he planted all those seeds, he had in his mind an idea for where they would all go. Right. But he knew I that like he, that was, couldn't, yeah. he couldn't impose those on anyone. Uh, and then Ryan Johnson came along. And like I don't fault Ryan at all for this, but he just said, like, no, it's okay. I'm going to totally do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, if I was coming into a thing and I was – Ryan Johnson, to his credit, has made really excellent movies. He's like a filmmaker. He's not just like a franchise for hire. He comes along, he's like... I, his I, Knives Out is supposedly spectacular. It is. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's, I thought yeah. it was great. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, Let's not get carried away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it was the best thing I ever saw. It was great. Good time. <laughs> anyway, he's like a real movie guy. He goes in yeah. there, he's like, I'm going to do my own thing. That makes sense. What else is he going to do? But... Uh, there's bad, bad hire than I guess on yeah. Disney's part. Yeah, it really seems right. like uh, it seemed on paper like a great idea. Yeah. Well, that's why they needed someone to like orchestrate it. Exactly, like, you know, to someone be behind, to like write. You can do this, but you can't do that right. because yes. the plan is this. They should have had someone controlling it. So you're exactly. saying JJ started, he 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 pushed, finished it. He yeah. pushed these storylines into momentum. Gave, gave yeah, them I think that they should have had some feet. A, they they should have man. It seems like after. They decided they didn't want to use Georgia's stuff, which is fine. But it seems like they sh- they would have. <laughs> what do I know? But taken Georgia's at least, like Liam mentioned earlier, the premise of being like, you know, it makes a lot of sense to right now 
outline where you want this trilogy to go. You mm-hmm. don't have to commit on, you know, like on a contract to every single detail of what's going to happen, but you can make such a better movie because, you know, like Marvel famously, they don't tell every single filmmaker this and this has to happen, but they know this is where we're getting at by the end of the phase. This is where we're getting at by the end of the overall right. saga. Right. So we here's at least you can kill, need to, here's you can't yeah, kill. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We need this to be here and this to be here. And that frustrates some filmmakers to the degree that they'll quit, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, the Edgar Wright quit Ant-Man and stuff because it's like, oh, man, I had to do this and that thing. But to their credit, then they make really good sagas. Mm-hmm. So it seems like if they would have at least been like, listen, Ryan Johnson, you can do your own thing, but here's what we need to be in place Mm-hmm. This seems pretty basic. Yeah. I don't. It's that doesn't seem to be what happened. Instead, no, definitely, yeah, he got complete carte blanche to do whatever he yeah. wanted. So the to way that Ray's yeah. storyline began was that we're obviously meant to question who her parents are. Mm-hmm. Is she a Skywalker? Some people out there were theorizing she was Obi Wan Kenobi's daughter or grandkid or whatever. I guess she would be grandkid. Mm-hmm. Or Luke's daughter somehow. Or yeah, or somehow related to the Skywalker family. Uh, and then Ryan Johnson comes in, and she's down in the pit, and she's looking in the mirror, and she, her parents it's are nobody. completely ambiguous. And yeah. Kylo Ren saying, your parents are nobody. Mm-hmm. And all of us are going, well, what? That's stupid. What are we doing here? Like, her parents got to be somebody. Mm-hmm. But you could tell by the end of Last Jedi, Ryan was trying to um, just set it up that anybody can be force sensitive and she really was just nobody. Mm-hmm. But even then it was kind of unsatisfying based on this whole, the whole thing. All of these Star Wars movies are about the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. So it'd be silly to have another main character that's not related to anybody. Right. So in, in my opinion, I think that J.J. Abrams brought back that storyline really well where it was kind of almost clumsy. I think he did it as best he could. He had to have Kylo Ren say, I wasn't lying. That was hilarious. I wasn't lying. Because everyone's like, oh, he's got to be lying. She's still somebody. They were yeah. nobody. They were. They chose to be. They chose to be. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I wasn't lying. One. They were nobody <laughs> to protect you or something like that. That's about as graceful as you can yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. What else is he supposed but to do? But that was enough mm-hmm. to be satisfying for me. And and then I thought, oh, all right. So she's a Skywalker. She's a whatever. But no. no, they managed to take in another direction that I doubt anybody predicted. She's a Palpatine. Yep. Which is which funny that, uh, that was great. they had him say, oh, you, they were nobody because they chose to be. But that's not exactly what, in the other movie, he says they were nobody. And then he says something like they were filthy junkers who traded. They made him sound like deadbeat junkies right. who like were like, oh, I'll take our kids so we can get high or something like right. that. Mm-hmm. He's like, they were nobody because they chose to be. They, they were sold. No, they, he says that they sold you <laughs> for drinking money or something. Yes. In Last Jedi, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of lying. Yeah, uh, it was kind of lying. But um, that that I caught me off guard. I did not predict that. I, thought I that didn't was either. Fantastic. Well, I don't think J.J. Uh, Abrams expected that either. No. <laughs> Which makes me begs you the thing. Like, what, did, did. what was his vision? Was, he says was he did. He says his, his vision plan, was to his be plan Palpatine? from Force Awakens was to bring back Palpatine for the third movie. Well, that's great. Because I think that it worked. that scene in Revenge of the Sith he right the one that he loved yeah he was just like that scene is like such a cool premise you can really unlock an interesting story from Mm -hmm. that if they can bring themselves back from the dead Mm -hmm. it is a serious scene that just is so underplayed yeah it's it's so subtle yeah Yeah. uh so i'm I'm glad that he he took material from that but what's great as well that she's a palpatine is that 
the that it lends really well to this balance with her and kylo because we're all it's just battle of dark versus light and now we're into this new saga where we lost a skywalker to the dark side other than darth vader obviously we lost uh a skywalker han solo's son to the dark side which is a shock in the first movie when you realize that and now we're realizing that the dark side lost one Someone of their heirs to the light, heirs to yep. the light. sure so it's like that's that's brilliant now we're now now we now have, we have steven yep. now we yep. really have believable plausible internal struggles on both sides and then you add in this soul bond thing that they re- they created and i thought the whole thing worked really well it was cool in that big the fun, the battle i liked the uh you know um Darth Sidious on a robo arm as like a half zombie. Well, didn't it, it remind cool. you of uh, Hellraiser Two with uh, yes, Doctor Kennard, like yeah. or Chenard, whatever his name was, just like yeah. dangling yeah. around. I'm like, just poor old man. This looks really familiar. Yeah, cool. he, he looks really uh, off. He looks like a rib off. And uh-huh. then he had like a <laughs> Indiana Jones moment where he was getting blown away and kind of yeah. like uh, peeling. Like yeah. But that I, that said, he like just to speak more towards like Ian McDermott, who I think is one one of the most underrated villains in all cinema, just like in Return of the Jedi. He's just He just slipped so right back wicked. into this role, didn't he? He's just like, it's the role he was born to play, and he, do, he does it, he nails it again in his, I don't know how old the guy is now, 80-something, but just, but just to like see him up there and just like the constant flickering and like lightning, the the, the glossed over eyes, the, the scary was, fingers. Yeah, when he it was really oh, cool was that when he was being restored, he was being restored to his... Uh, familiar hideous form <laughs> yeah you know with the yellow eyes and yeah, everything yeah. and the bumpy head it's yeah. like oh now he looks like the hor- the other horrible emperor yeah. he's <laughs> like can i go back to when i was a senator <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah i thought that looked great and i liked the i mean how he just withers away with uh his own sith lightning that just kind of like goes back on him like like it did with uh, Mace Windu and his fight. And it was cool to hear all their voices again. Their recognizable voices. Yeah. They pulled the other people Jedi. from Clone Wars. They pulled people from yeah, Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, Yoda, Sam Jack. Yeah, that, tons of I guys. I had ours. I recognize that. all the voices. Was that Hayden? Christensen. Uh, yeah, he was in yeah. there. You can at least recognize like Ewan McGregor yeah. and Yoda, Yoda for sure. Like Frank Oz. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the one thing that I found skimming reviews and hearing conversations with people. So everyone likes Babu Frick or whatever that little thing yeah. that's called. Everyone was that's like, well, on C-3PO. even P- yeah, even people that were like, I didn't really like it, but Babu Frick. Hello, yeah. I'm Babu Frick. Yeah. <laughs> then he pops up in the cockpit of that spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Lando. <laughs> what the that was way better than the birds from the, the porgs. porgs. The, yeah. yeah. You know, those porgs were in there for a split second. Yeah, I was like, God, get them yeah. off the screen. <laughs> yeah. What about Lando? Though? He was kind of a throwaway. No, character. he was great. He was he what contributed. He? No, mm-hmm. Lando. He saved them from the festival. He was there yeah, to Burning advise Man? them. Space space. Force. He was there to yeah, advise them, them back Man. at the yeah. back at the rebel base. He was Land- great. Lando felt fan servicey to me. Well, sure. And it just yeah. felt like he was so happy but to what be do you on want, the man? set. What do you? They brought back everybody for Rookie this. Rookie stand out of the crowd. God, I'm we happy got, to we be got here. The original <laughs> cast a little bit in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, 
it worked. I mean, just to have them in there, it's like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I liked that festival with all those Cthulhu things that dancing. Was cool. Yeah. That was funny. I thought there was going to be a massacre. We were looking at these kids having a good time, and then the There's the uh, First Order is going to come in and wipe them all out, and yeah. Ray is going to be all upset. I yeah, thought that Hux be upset about was that. a really interesting character. I thought that Hux's... Hux was great. The animosity between him and Kylo Ren was a really interesting thing to explore, and I thought the idea of him being a spy was fascinating. <laughs> I thought that, like, oh, man, that's such a cool idea, and the idea that... It's not because he's noble. He just really, it he's made vindictive. sense because they both like, they hate each other so deeply. I was like, now we're going to get to watch him go on with the resistance. And oh, no, he's dead. No, that's not. <laughs> <that. laughs> well, like, reaction no. was so great though. We're not going like, yeah, yeah. to see him like celebrating with the rebels either. Like, Hey, good job. We, we no. I know. I just wanted order. to see how that was going to be resolved. He got, he, I feel like he got a storyline. Conclusion of the storyline he deserved because in the Force Awakens he was a huge figure. Mm-hmm. He was up there, Hitler like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does the speech when they activate their weapon. Yeah, and yeah. he was just evil and fuming and intimidating and scary. I thought that this was a great way for him to go on a crutch after being shot. Yeah. By. Yeah, ben. I'm fine with him being killed like unexpectedly. That that idea is cool. I just thought maybe there'd be a little more time. Right. To mm-hmm. see him lay on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he got done. blasted. All right. So how do we feel about the way it ended? I I particularly liked the bit where. You mean on Tatooine with the. Well, Luke yeah, song? just the whole the whole conclusion with Ray and then transitioning. We had this little celebration and then the final conclusion. Yeah. But I thought that the uh, the bit. With Palpatine and Ray, where he was like, "I am all the Sith," the Sith and, and she says, "I am all the Jedi." What if? She, what if she said, "And I am Iron Man"? Snap. <laughs> We'd be like, "That's weird." Hey, wait yeah. a minute, Disney! Come on, <laughs> that's super but, weird because that's not the same movie. No, that'd, that'd, that'd be weird. I thought that was a cool moment though, where she pulled out the second lightsaber and I went, "Oh, two is more powerful. Why don't they have two all all the time?" Yeah, that was good. I liked it. I, yeah, we I actually had people in our theater, not like a lot of people, but enough for me to hear them, that when they did the back and forth, dying and coming back to life thing, Ray yeah. and Kylo, that laughed. Well, yeah. when he falls yeah. down, people laughed in my theater too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is it about this that is funny? That's just the idea that they keep going back and forth? They have to keep healing each other. <laughs> they just keep bringing each other back with forced life. Hey. Yeah. How, and then he falls do down, this? and then she's like, oh, touches him again. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, don't go. Don't go. The only thing we learned from Last Jedi that apparently it's very dangerous to try and use too much force because it might just kill you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you gotta be careful with it. I mean, is this the first time that they start referring to the force in you as like force life? Did they? Where say she? Because she says, mm. "I just, oh. I just shared some force life to save yes. that underground serpent that snake thing." Yeah, That's and the first then, time. And the then, freaking graboid, the tremor that was down there, and then mm. even Palpatine sucks the the force soul life. bond out of them and steals their force life. Yeah, he keeps calling him a dyad or whatever a he dyad. was saying. He's yeah. like, "Oh, look at this. yeah, yeah well, This is the first time they yeah mentioned that because it was a cool, it was a cool moment in Last Jedi when you realize that. Luke is force projecting and then it's weird when he vanishes and you think yeah I know uh, that stuff hasn't bothered me before like even though I was not like in Last Jedi the third act was fine to me and the idea that Luke was force projecting himself a lot of people I heard afterward being like that's so dumb it doesn't make sense I'm like why doesn't it make sense they do all kinds of nutty stuff with the force and the idea but even more so the idea that they could heal things 
That makes a lot of sense to me because it makes Yoda, more than force projection. I it think. does. Yeah. It, it makes consistent sense with everything we've heard about the force so far. Especially so the conversation with uh, in in Attack of the Clone. No, wait. What is it? Retur- Rise of the Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Especially the conversation that JJ is pulling inspiration from, mm-hmm. where he's talking yeah. about how the midichlorians to create can life, create itself. life, or take life, or whatever. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Yoda's first big monologue is about the in- Empire. He says like the force that binds us and holds us right. together like life mm-hmm. he, he describes it as something like that makes sense that you so could use it to heal, to heal people yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that's a great point so how many midichlorians were in <laughs> there was you lose midichlorians some. all every over time you place. share some force you lose midichlorians yeah, don't forget that's an important part of the story still <laughs> but can you regenerate them after a little while like they just can like come back know. yeah if your count is through the roof like young anakin's was and then you regenerate somebody. You lose all of them. Oh, never mind. He's not the chosen one. He lost right. all his midichlorians. <laughs> Yikes. But this is interesting. This is the first one since the Disney trilogy started that there's not like a dozen movies on the horizon. Right now, we don't have any. We have nothing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is really, which makes Just you wonder. Mandalorian. Like, yeah. Which is tremendous. It's good That's stuff. That's great. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, go ahead, Liam. I was going to say, like, I mean, so with this being the rise of Skywalker, it doesn't sound like a concluding kind of piece or could, I mean, do we foresee them doing anything more with these characters? And uh, Ryan Johnson is still threatening to make his new trilogy. He says that it's not off the table. They're still working on it. Hey, maybe his hmm. own trilogy without any other input might actually be good. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I'll, as long I'll as the vision is cast and it's not being, mm-hmm. you know, artistically designed by a committee, a corporation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sure, I'm in for whatever new. I, just, I, I'm satisfied with the way that this saga ended. Yeah. Even with Ray just standing out there in the desert, coming full circle back to where Luke started, and mm-hmm. and cool. and declaring herself a Skywalker, yeah, because that's that what we wanted from the very beginning. Yeah, it was good. Like yeah. you, you realize in a good way what that moment is building to even when the uh it's the good version of the bad thing that happens in solo i'm like what's your name right han what nothing you're by yourself <laughs> How about huh? han solo like you realize what's about to happen and you like it uh-huh. you're like yeah. oh okay cool this is gonna be yeah. good yeah uh because it's a great conclusion to her storyline too. her search for identity yeah. It is. I was thinking though. I was like, man, you know, at the end of Jedi, you get the the Force ghosts that are partying with everybody. They're like, ah, looking at everyone having a good time. Yoda's <laughs> there, and Obi Wan, and you know, uh, Anakin. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, oh man, they can't let Hayden Christensen's ghost show up one more time. I know. Like, hey, what's Could up? Like? Well, that was one of the changes they made, right? Yeah. Into episode. That's six. probably why they didn't want to mess with it. Yeah. It's like, which one do we put in there? The, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that said, should Kylo Ren have uh, showed up with? Uh, he could have been a Force Ghost. Yeah, he he's there. Yeah, right. But poor Han Solo, no Force Ghost for him. He's just a nope. memory. Right. <laughs> he's just dead. Uh, you know, in the first movie, apparently that it's amazing how much I was talking to someone recently. They're like, "Oh man, visual effects have come so far." I'm like, it's funny that you say that because they actually go through so much work to use antiquated visual effects that they could do more convincingly with CG just so that it will feel like Star Wars. Like they use so many puppets and animatronic characters that they could, I'm assuming, generate in a computer much more efficiently, cost effective, and it would look more real, frankly, more real, real, like at the point that we're at now. Mm -hmm. But instead, you get big puppets walking around, this big snail thing that's clearly a puppet. 
mm-hmm. and it feels like Star Wars. You're just so used to seeing these characters. When they made uh, Force Awakens, Maz Kanata, the, you know, mm-hmm. the lady with the butthole eyes, <laughs> she uh, was supposed to be a puppet, but they ran out of time. So they're like, we'll just make her mocap. Yeah. So like I had have her do her performance as a mocap and then we'll make up the character in post production. Hmm. But in this movie she's a puppet now. So is they so, no yeah. they credited the actor huh. again. Well she voiced it. Oh, Luke the voice, right. But it just stood there stiff, Jungle. you know, talking like a puppet. It's like the Yoda, you know, like how he went from CG Yoda in the prequels or original puppet Yoda, the CG Yoda, then back to a puppet again. Right. Apparently in that documentary, Frank Oz again says that he got the call. He's like, hey, can you come do Yoda? He's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, uh, I want him to be a puppet again. And he was like, what? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Got to build all these sets that I can be under and everything. Right. Like, hey, I guess so if you want to. It's just, he's just mm-hmm. sitting in one spot the whole time. But it's cool. It's like the, it's one of those things where you – Hear John Williams familiar. You know when you see Tatooine that you're about to hear Luke's theme when you see those two mm-hmm. sons and all that. Mm-hmm. You know that you're going to get like the, you know, the Imperial March when you see Darth Vader. Darth Vader. You know you're, when you see those Star Destroyers and stuff. Uh, and it's a good familiarity. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the, the whole thing. Work, yeah, yeah like there's... Yeah. It's gonna. We're gonna see some of the wipes. This movie seemed like it had fewer wipe transitions fewer. than the other ones, but right. Oh yeah, they were hard. Yeah, definitely hard to see versus the original trilogy. There were some in there. Yeah, yeah. but the, but yeah, they weren't predominant. So I, I like going to a Star Wars movie and feeling satisfied. Not like I'm being pandered to and getting fan service top to bottom, which I didn't feel like per se. Some of it felt fan servicey. The Chewie and the metal thing felt fan servicey to me but it was funny i laughed but it's fun to go see stuff and be like oh, i saw stuff i like to see <laughs> what's wrong with that mm-hmm. what's yeah. wrong with that patrick yeah. well i liked it yeah i like it. there's something too about it too because i think after the first viewing i definitely wanted to tear it apart i was definitely thinking about like what things that didn't work well like as i did start kind of like nerding out to it but i think when you've got a movie like that that you feel as passionate about, like, cause it's, it's part of like your youth and, you know, part of like your own like culture talking with your friends. Like yeah, that's, I think that's harder to watch it story. like a normal audience member mm-hmm. when you're so in it. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you still have, this is still like our movie that they, that, you know, JJ made for us and to have that kind of like commitment to it and, like I wish uh, this is what I would have done different. This this is what you should have done to be more consistent. The force doesn't do this, or these lightsabers shouldn't be this color. It's like, well, yeah, it's, Where's it's the fun in that. Yeah, that ain't fun. Yeah, I mean, you don't want it to just be, you know, as you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, it worked. So you learned how to have fun, is what you're saying? You know, I finally did. I doubt anyone has anything to say about a Star Wars movie, but in the off chance that there are some opinions out there, and in the even lesser chance that some of those opinions uh, contradict ours or interact with ours in any way, we'd love to hear them. So go over to youhatemovies.com, leave a comment on this episode, or uh, unburden yourself, your rage or your praise of this episode in particular on our social media outlets at you hate movies on instagram facebook and twitter while you're at it go to patreon.com slash you hate movies to find bonus content and exclusive episodes available only to supporters